Coming up on episode 62 of an older gay guy show, just imagine this surfer guy, blonde hair with the wet ringlets, and board shorts slinking down just enough to see the bright red of his speedo underneath. And he had this dark, tanned, hairless torso that was muscled from all of his California surfing lifestyle. Oof. And hello, my friends, and hello, my new friends. I am proud, so, so very proud to announce that I'm now hooked up with the Pride 48 Network, which is a network of gay podcasts, and I'm very honored and very pleased to now be a part of that network. So for all the new listeners that are coming via Pride 48, thank you so much for joining me. I hope that this podcast is going to be something that you're going to enjoy and that you're going to subscribe to and be a regular listener. I would love to have you on board on a regular basis. I would be remiss if I did not thank Kelly West once again for hooking me up with Pride 48. Do check out their website, pride48.com, as you'll see a lot of gay podcasts of all different kinds of interests, whether they be humor or whether they be health-related or, in my case, aging and the craziness that goes along with that, as well as like my really, really, really bizarre way of uh, presenting things, telling stories... Uh, it's kind of a mishmash sometimes, but I do try at least to have it somehow related to gay aging, or at least gay men in general. Today is the last episode of what I'm regarding as season two of this podcast. I'll be taking a couple weeks break after this episode, and during that time I'm going to work on the YouTube channel that goes along with this podcast. The YouTube channel is An Older Gay Guy Show, and I'm also going to be working on the YouTube channel for my other podcast, my health and fitness and working out podcast, and I'm going to be using the YouTube channel Beginner Diet and Fitness Show, and that's going to be linked to my other podcast, which is Beginner Diet and Fitness Podcast, and that's going to be entering its fifth season but I do ask, in addition to this podcast, please at least take the time to check out the YouTube channel that goes with this podcast, An Older Gay Guy Show, and that's on YouTube. And the videos that are there, what I want to do in the future is some of the videos I think I talk too much in. I do instruction in. Some of the videos I do workout montages with music and some of the videos I show myself and my husband out and about doing stuff and making that into kind of a vlog, you know, a, a video log of what you're doing in your life. What I want to do in the future is to kind of take all of those components and edit them better for sharper cuts and putting all that together and doing videos on the channel of a maximum probably of 10 minutes. I really do think you'll like the channel, especially since starting in the fall now, I'm going to be 
tracking my weight loss and my muscle building actually in the vlogs as well. So I'm going to be shirtless, showing myself off <laughs> as best one can do at age 59. And I'm going to show you what the diet I'm doing is doing to my body, as well as what the workouts I'm doing is doing to my body. So please check out An Older Gay Guy Show on YouTube. Please subscribe, please. In today's show, I want to tell you little bits of stories and how they relate to one of the greatest fears that I have in my life. In a funny sort of way. <laughs> I don't think many people are probably going to have this particular phobia that I have, but I'm going to tell you about it. I'm going to put it all out there and see what you think. And I'm going to finish out the season with a very short, I hope comical, telling of a tale about a conversation that was between some friends of mine and how they look at gay life. And it takes place with a Russian guy, with a Southern guy from Texas, and an old man. And I'm going to tell you that little story to finish off the season. And you know what? You might find the conversation I'm going to tell you about to be somewhat familiar from somewhere. So my name is Joey Hernandez, and this is My Funny Phobia. My Funny Phobia. The 62nd episode of... Oh, and final episode of season two of An Older Gay Show. During my two-week hiatus here from production of the podcast, I would like uh, some ideas for new content for the next season. Some of you have sent me information and suggestions in the past, and I have utilized some of those, but I'm constantly needing new ideas that are topics that you might want to hear about. So during these two weeks, if you wouldn't mind maybe emailing me, sending me a message, just kind of saying hi and letting me know what ideas you might have for future shows, you can reach me at an older gay guy show at gmail.com. I have a group of regulars that I talk to fairly often. And this week I started a conversation with a gentleman that contacted me named Drew. And I just want to give a shout out to Drew. So glad that we are connecting. And slowly, all of these people together, I hope, are going to be part of a community not just tied to the podcast and to YouTube, but as it gets bigger and gets going more and more, I plan to venture out with a couple of groups for older LGBTQ people here in Boston, and I'm going to do some recording and interviews of people regarding subjects. So please do think about contacting me with your show ideas so that this can be as comprehensive and as varied and interesting to as many people as possible. And again, you can reach me either through the email address, which is anoldergayguyshow at gmail.com, or you can go to the 
an older gay guy show Facebook page and message me through that page. I would love to have your show ideas or even just a brief hello. And the last thing I want to mention before we get into today's topic is I thought in the new season it might be fun to, in each episode, ask you a trivia question that specifically will be related to memories of aging and being gay. So it might be regarding television shows or movies or specific things that happened. Just things that us, as we age, might know that the youngins who are in their 20s and even 30s may not know. But maybe you will. We'll see. And I would like to ask the trivia questions and have you contact me with answers. And my plan is, in the new season, is I will have something I'll give away to the first person that gets the answer right or something. I'm not sure how that's going to work yet. But I thought I would launch it today just as a fun little thing where I'm going to ask you a trivia question. There is no prize to win, sorry. But it'll kind of get the juices of memory flowing. And I hope it'll get you to contact me with some answers and see who can get the answer first. And whoever does get the answer first, I will use whatever name you'd like, but I'd like to give you credit in the next episode for having got the trivia question right. Okay, so with that said, let me do the intro for the very first trivia question for Gay Aging Memory. Okay, folks. Now listen, this is very specific. So, écoute. In the 1960s, and the 1960s are vital to this question, in the period of only the 1960s, in the TV shows and or movies of Batman, and in the TV shows and or movies of the Munsters, were there more actresses that played Catwoman on live-action Batman, or more actresses that played Marilyn on live-action The Munsters? Now, there are two key factors that you must think about, because I know people are going to just jump to conclusions too fast. So keep these two things in mind. The two keys are, number one, this is in regard to TV shows as well as movies. And number two, I am only talking about the 1960s. Just the 1960s. Were there more Catwomen or more Marilyns in TV shows and or movies? Email your answer to anoldergayguyshow at gmail.com or message me through the Facebook page, An Older Gay Guy Show. Let me know what name you would like me to use when I say that you have gotten the answer right first. The very first person to answer correctly, will get their name mentioned. And of course, I'll mention <laughs> the answer to the question. Meanwhile, 
let's get on to the main topic of today's podcast, my funny phobia. Okay, so let me just mention that this is actually a few days since I did that introduction on this podcast, and I'm running behind on the stuff I do. Big surprise, big surprise. So this is going to be out uh, just a couple days before September 1st. So I'm going to actually change what I just told you, and I'm going to take the next two weeks off, and then the third week I'll be in Florida. So I'm going to plan on taking a full three weeks off from the podcast, and I will be back with the start of Season 3, the week of September 25th. So that means, of course, that you have plenty of time to catch up on the previous episodes of this podcast if you are brand new to it, and also plenty of time to check out those YouTube videos. So keep that in mind, and let me talk about this weird, bizarre phobia that I have. And, you know, it's I realize it's kind of a funny thing to be paranoid about this, I don't have many phobias, like, at all. Maybe, I guess, of heights. I think I am afraid of heights. But this one, I just never expected it. It kind of snuck up on me. It kind of developed into more of a phobia as years went along. But it, I guess it started back when I first went into the gym business, back in 1985. Before that, I know I did not have this paranoia. Now, leading up into my going into the gym business, I had been in a lot of white-collar kind of jobs. I worked uh, in banking and the funeral industry, as you know. I was a mortgage underwriter. I did various temp jobs in offices. I, I was constantly in the business environment. So when you are in that kind of environment, you get used to presenting yourself in a certain way. And when you're younger, like I was, I was in my 20s, and I was dealing with people that were in their 30s and 40s and 50s, you want to come across as the most professional that you possibly can. So you go out of your way to make sure at a young age that you are being as mature and respectful and businesslike as possible. Now, I've mentioned before, I have always traveled with a younger crowd. When I was a senior in high school, I tended to socialize with the people that were the underclassmen more than my own senior class. Through college, I tended to hang out with high school people. As I've aged, I've always tended to gravitate more towards younger people. Now, whether that be because of my immaturity, (laughs) which is a perfectly reasonable thing to think of, or the fact that I'm attracted generally to someone that's a bit younger than me and smaller and needy and puppy dog-like. And although I constantly tell people what my real age is, I do work at trying to appear younger. You know, I work on my appearance and my body and my attitude, and I've always had a very, eh, you know, immature but young, active, happy attitude for the most part, and that endears you to the younger people that you might hang out with. And so 
I don't want to say that I could ever pass as someone that was younger, but I don't know. I guess maybe if it's dark and you're drunk and you squint and I stand about like 500 feet from you, I may look five years younger than I am. I don't know. And one of the things I learned in business when you're dealing with people that are older than you, when you're dealing with people that you do have to try to impress, it was important to have a firm business handshake, one that conveyed self-esteem and that it conveyed your confidence in dealing with these people. And just as a little side note, as I mentioned that about handshakes, let me tell you that Donald Trump, if you watch him, there's this comical thing that he does whenever he's shaking someone's hand, is he will grab their hand very strongly and pull them a little bit towards them. And a lot of people make jokes about it and laugh that he's, you know, trying to assert his dominance or whatever, which is entirely possible. But also because I've studied hypnosis, one of the ways of inducing someone into hypnosis in a very quick manner is by catching them off guard. And one of the things that you can do is by grasping someone's hand and squeezing it, telling them ahead of time that that's what you're going to do. And then at the last second, you pull them really quickly towards you so they lose their balance a little bit. And that's when you can give a post-hypnotic suggestion to go deeper to sleep, deeper, deeper, deeper. And I don't know as that Trump has any intellectual ability to realize that that is what he's doing, but there's a slight possibility that under, underneath all that orange stupidity, that there may in fact be some things that he learned that he uses in his business to try to give him the upper hand. So it would not surprise me if he was actually doing this as president as well. Watch him when he shakes people's hands. It's very comical. But over the years, as I had younger boyfriends and I passed through my decades, I came to notice that younger people, especially often the ones that I'm hanging around with that introduce me to their friends or to expand their social circles, younger people have had a way of shaking hands that are outside of what that professional business handshake is. But younger people over the years seem to have this evolving handshake. And each decade as it advances and younger people are coming along, they have that evolve and it ends up being what the cool kids are doing at any given moment. Now, I found myself having trouble with this specifically because I was with younger people a lot of the time, but I wasn't really deep within their groups. I was a bit kind of off to the side in age. But because I would be dating younger people, I would greet guys who were their friends, and it kind of became a fucking nightmare for me. I remember the first time that this occurred. It was when I first moved back to Boston, and I had started to date this younger guy. By younger, he was 19 and I was 28. 
and I had recently left the mortgage underwriting business where I was constantly having to give this kind of business handshake whenever I met new people. So I went out with my date and many of his 18 to 21 year old friends, they were all at this big beach party that we were at up in Maine. We were all at this kind of secluded beach, and we had one of those big bonfires like you see sometimes in the movies where they have out in California in the surfing area. And this was a bunch of surfing buddies of the guy that I was dating. There was some surfing that was being done up in Maine, although... It's kind of rough because of the rocky coastline and the cold waters, but there is a, a certain surfing community that tries to exist up in Maine. And we were hanging out with these guys, and this one surfer dude, just my type. I mentioned this a couple podcasts ago about my, my obsession, my masturbatory fantasies about surfer guys. And this was a guy with blonde hair and he had like tight, wet ringlets and he had on board shorts, which was one of the first times that I had seen those long board shorts. They weren't in, in vogue yet like they came through Abercrombie and & Fitch and, and those kind of stores where people would buy them. They were pretty exclusive to the surfing community back then. So this was like the first time I saw a guy in these board shorts. So just imagine this surfer guy, blonde hair with the wet ringlets, and board shorts slinking down just enough to see the bright red of his Speedo underneath. And he had this dark, tanned, hairless torso that was muscled from all of his California surfing lifestyle. Oof. He was so fucking hot. And well, this guy reached out his hand to shake my hand. And as I was a bit, well, let's say, say busy, staring at this fine specimen of young manhood... I wasn't really paying attention enough to see him coming in with his hand raised rather than straight out. And he and I fumbled, him attempting a buddy handshake and me feeling, well, basically all very old and very self-conscious as our hands kind of banged together. And it took me a moment to realize what had happened. And um, people around us that were right around us, like some of his friends kind of snickered and I even heard one of them, as they turned and walked away, say something like, old fuck, or something. And I was 28 goddamn years old. I was 28. And these youngins were calling me old already. So that event, like, stuck in my head. And thus began a period of me always panicking whenever I had a shake like a young person's hand. I didn't want to be the old guy, but at the same time, I, I, God forbid, I was just comfortable enough with myself that I would ask somebody how to do it. No, rather, I was intimidated. I figured, well, that certainly would make me seem like an old dude if I was going to ask somebody how to do it, so I didn't. So I stepped back a little bit, and I watched, and I studied... But when two friends would walk up to each other and, and, like, 
they'd do this kind of handshake. They'd do it like so fast. Unless I was positioned like exactly right in view, I was always fucking missing it. I would, I'd see some guys standing around. I'd see another friend of theirs or whatever walk into a room, say we're at a party or something. And I would like try to position myself to be there when the two of them smacked hands together. And additionally, there were some slight variations to the handshakes that they were doing. So that was only basically serving to confuse me even more. So the next time it came up, I tried to do my best based on what I had been observing. So you come in with your outstretched hand upward and grab their hand, wrapping your thumbs around each other. Okay, I, I kind of got that. Then something about sliding your palm down the other person's palm, I think. And then there's kind of a snap that some people did and some people didn't. And I just, uh, I couldn't figure it out. And again... I guess at that time, I was just not secure enough with myself to go, well, hold it, I'm old, show me what you're doing, or just sticking my hand out like a business handshake and just kind of like doing it that way and forcing them to conform to me. But no, I went back and forth in my decision if the kind of handshake I was doing, if that was right... And then a few years passed, and I don't get the opportunity to practice, so I end up forgetting what I learned. And then when it comes up unexpectedly, I'm caught off guard, and I fuck it up again, over and over again, until I just become fucking paranoid about it. I'm afraid of shaking a young person's hand because of how stupid I may look. Whether that be trying to do it, or not doing it. Either way, I don't know. Sometimes I think I may look completely like an ass no matter which I do. And then, about four years ago, it occurred to me to look it up on YouTube. Like Modern Handshake, or How to Do a Handshake, or Young People's Handshakes. And I only found one video about it. And it was kind of a joke video, but they did show some of it. And they had what they called a black formal handshake, which I think was the one that I was observing. Although I don't recall any black people doing it. I just remember seeing some white guys do it, and I remember seeing some Latino guys doing it. Um, I don't recall seeing black guys. But anyway, it was called, supposedly, a black formal handshake. So I practiced it in extra slow motion, using my other hand, using my cat's paws, basically whatever I could handshake to try to learn the way to do it, to get over my fear once and for all. So I had seen this video, watched it several times, and that Christmas, I went down to Mexico and was with Paco's family and friends. And he had this guy friend named Arturo. Hey, Arturo, if you're listening. And he had a teenage son. And they all came over to Paco's family house on Christmas. And Arturo walks up to me and tries to do it. And again, totally thrown off, 
I'm not expecting this, like, uh, and I try to do it, and I, I can't do it. And then the son tries to shake my hand. And he's like 15, so he's got like all this going on, right? Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> I finally, like, he finally stuck out his, his, his fist for a fist bump. And I figured, well, okay, fuck, I can do a fucking fist bump. Boom. So time went by. I forgot all about it until the next Christmas when we went down to Paco's family again. And I heard that Arturo and his wife and kids were coming over on Christmas again. And this is now Christmas afternoon I'm hearing about this. I hear this, and I swear the hairs on my arms stood up in a panic as I realized this. So fortunately, two of Paco's other friends had been over uh, since earlier in the day. Um, his uh, great friend, lover to death, Deany, and her husband, Sergio. And... Uh, Sergio was working on his computer, and Dini was sitting at the table eating, and I was sitting there um, with my computer, and I was just kind of picking at food. And I realized that they were coming, and so I turned to Dini because I had had a, a few drinks, and I said to her, um, you know, I have this real thing about handshakes, and I explained the whole thing to her. So I said, wait a minute, let me see. I think I can find the, the video. Right, so I, I typed in. I, I eventually found that video in the in the short part of it, and she's like, "No, I don't think that's how it's done. I I think it's done like this. Like, stick out your hand." And so I stuck out my hand, and we she did this other thing, like kind of like that, but different enough that it was different, right? So. Her husband Sergio is watching this, right? And I say, "Okay, I." I think I got that. And her husband, Sergio, says, no, that's not the way you do it. You do it like this. And he and his wife did something else, right? And I'm like, people, these people are going to be here, like, really soon. We got to, like, settle on one. Please, somebody help me. <laughs> so we decided that uh, the one on the YouTube video was going to be the thing to do. And uh, so, so Arturo and his wife and kids come in. And uh, Toro's approaching me, and like I, it's, I got must be like a deer caught in headlights. And he comes up to me, and I'm all ready for it, and he like gives me this hug, and I'm like, oh, thank God, right? And then his son, I, I let go of him, and his son's standing there, and his son tries to do the handshake with me, and of course, once again, I fuck it up. So at this point, I decide I'm going to be dominant in my life and no matter what age the person is i'm either going to if i'm feeling kind of youngish in mind i'll do a fist bump because i can make a fist and hold my arm out and they automatically know oh right fist bump right and the other thing is i'm just going to do a regular adult human being handshake i will have this phobia no longer I think a lot of the time, the most um, uncomfortable things end up being funny when you are able to look at them in years later. I learned a long time ago to uh, try to look at the things that embarrassed you in the past as just being a humorous part of your personal growth. Um, <laughs> but sometimes, but sometimes it does take a while to get to the point 
where you can look at it as a humorous thing. Okay, well, now I'm going to ask you to indulge me. It is the last episode of this season, and I know this is ridiculously silly. I know this is ridiculously stupid. (laughs) I'm hoping that you will find it slightly funny, slightly entertaining, and that you can figure out what it is. And in case you can't figure out what it is, as soon as this next bit plays, I will play the real thing for you right after it, before I say bye for the season. So, just indulge me. I like to have fun sometimes. Just ridiculous, stupid, asinine fun. And that's what I'm going to do. The last thing I want to do for you this season is to tell you about a conversation that some of my friends were having. Uh, We had an acquaintance that we thought was gay. We weren't sure. So we were all staying together. And my friend Boris was walking by the bedroom of this other guy and his father my friend Boris said he could hear them laughing as he was passing by the door. So he knocked on the door and he opened it. And, well... What's going on? Nothing. Come on, I heard you laughing. What's so funny? For starters, Ivan is a lesbian. Poor. What's so funny about that? You aren't surprised? Of course not. I mean, I've never known any personally, but isn't Danny Thomas one? Not Lebanese, Boris. Lesbian. Da, lesbian. 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 But isn't that where one man and another... uh... We already know what it means. But Ivan's very attractive. He could have any man he wants. He doesn't want them. Well, why not? A man has so much more to offer. You know what I mean? You know, I found that out when Mark Perper ran for class president in the third grade. Why? What has that got to do with anything? His slogan was, Vote for me, I'll show you my (laughs) wee-wee. He won by a landslide. Well... I'll never understand what Irvin doesn't see in the same sex, but if it makes him happy, that's fine by me. There's one other thing. Ivan thinks he's in love with Rolf. With Rolf? 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 Ivan has the hots for Rolf? I do not believe it. I do not believe it. I was pretty surprised myself. Well, I'll bet. To think Ivan would prefer Rolf over me? That's ridiculous. Boris, please. You tell me right now. You tell me right now. If you had to pick me or Rolf, who would you pick? Who would you pick? Boris, pull yourself together. Oh, I'm sorry. Does Rolf know? No. Oh, good. I don't think you should tell him. After all, he's not so worldly and sophisticated about these things as I am. Yeah. If he hears Danny Thomas is a lesbian, it's going to break his heart.
tell me about that. You aren't surprised? Of course not. I mean, I've never known any personally, but isn't Danny Thomas one? <laughs> president in the third grade. Well, what does that have to do with anything? Well, his campaign slogan was vote for me and I'll show you my wee-wee. <laughs> Hey folks, you know, I just want to thank you so much for joining me. It it gives me so much pleasure to know that you are out there and you're listening and hopefully you're enjoying it. And the, the kind comments and the five stars and all the things that you, you do for me really makes this worth it. Um, it makes me feel great. And as I've, I've said before, um, some of the messages that I get, some of the emails that are sent to me, I'm keeping like for the rest of my life. I'm putting them into a notebook and someday when I'm really old and Paco is only middle-aged, <laughs> he can sit on the side of my bed and after I say, and who are you again? He can show me some of these wonderful things that you write to me. It makes me feel great. Thank you so much. I hope you'll keep me in mind. I hope that you will come back in three weeks for the start of the new season. This is Joey Hernandez. Bless you all. Have a wonderful remaining part of the summer. See you in three weeks. <laughs>